0: all right we're back welcome to our second episode i'm jen and i'm jess and we have a couple headlight- headlights
1: headlights <laughs> <laughs> that kind of day right before election i mean come on we all need headlights right now you're like a deer in the headlights
0: man. we are all deer in the headlights <laughs> right now we're just gonna keep this in yeah this is real and raw, you guys. There you go. Sometimes we stumble on our words. We're just leaving that in there. And but, sometimes uh. really mean when we stumble. <laughs> uh, well, before, before we go into headlines, how was your Halloween? What'd you do? It
1: was une- uneventful. We carved up some pumpkins. We bought some candy from the store and we watched Halloween movies. We did not even dress up. And I must say, It was nice. (laughs) There was
0: a good COVID 2020 Halloween. Quarantined Halloween, man. The best, the best that it could be, at least. And yours, you looked fire. Thank you. Yeah. So if um, anybody isn't following our Instagram yet, it's um, EarthlingsUnsupervised podcast. I uploaded a picture of my 48 hour notice Halloween costume. I did poison ivy. Um, She's hot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she looks hot.
0: Yeah, it went, It worked out pretty well. It did. Yeah. You did despite good the, glue gun. despite the hot glue gun injury and the giant blister on my finger, the that costume was one. was badass. Um, was but amazing. we went to we went to a costume party, and I ate way too many cupcakes and cake pops. But nice had some spiked cider that was really good. It was chilly, and the cider was hot, so it was uh, it was what I needed. So, nice. Yeah, it ended up being a good time. And then we came home and I took my face off and uh, that, was, that was the end of the night for us.
1: So I found this article that I thought we needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. It is from CNN. Psyche, an asteroid believed to be worth $10,000 quadrillion dollars is observed through Hubble telescope in a new study. What?
0: <laughs> Hold on. A 10 thousand quadrillion dollar so, asteroid? What? So the way that this is this headline is
1: is written is it says $10,000 as it normally would followed by the word quadrillion. So are we talking about $10,000 to the like quadrillionth power? Like you know what I'm saying? Like what? But anyway, uh-huh. a rare metallic asteroid about three times further away than the sun from the sun than our planet could yield secrets about the earth's molten core and scientists want to learn all about it. So, um a new this says, a new study published Monday And Planetary Science Journal takes a closer look at this mysterious asteroid using data from the Hubble telescope located between Mars and Jupiter. Asteroid 16 Psyche is one of the most massive objects in the asteroid belt in our solar, solar system. And with a diameter of about 140 miles, it is roughly the same length as Massachusetts, if you exclude Cape Cod. So that's a huge fucking chunk yeah <laughs> metallic sub substance. yeah. Um, but we're not really sure what it is made of. Scientists think it's possibly made of iron and nickel. But it's been hypothesized that a piece of iron this size would be worth ten thousand dollars quadrillion more than the entire <laughs> economy of the planet.
0: Wow, what? Well- why are we
1: putting price tags on things that are flying in space between Mars and Jupiter? Because tell me, Jen, how
0: far, how long would it take us to go and retrieve? Th- how this would we retrieve rock? something that big? The best ch- chance that you have is extracting samples from it to bring back. I mean, you're not going to. Yeah. So what I are they to... hoping to learn? Like, are they trying to learn about how the planet was formed based on the com? composition of this asteroid or are they learning about other planets from the composition? Are they looking for life?
1: Apparently they're It goes on to say, scientists believe that Psyche could be the metallic core of an early planet that's lost its mantle and crust due to collisions that might have occurred early in the formation of the solar system. So we have plans, I guess, in 2022, NASA will send an unmanned spacecraft to Psyche to study it up close to determine its composition. So right now we're just looking at it through the Hubble, Mm. I guess, planning it. Mm. um the study includes the first ultraviolet observations of psyche furthering our understanding of the surface and its possible uh, composition Mm -hmm. um so apparently this is important because studying psyche could help us better understand those early times in history excuse me in the history of our solar system when objects would have higher inclinations and crazier eccentricities and would have been more. There would have been more opportunities to collide with each other. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're just crying to, trying to go back to see, you know, our building blocks, which makes sense. If psyche mm. is a metal core of a planet that never was, studying it more closely could tell us a lot more about the core of Earth, uh, which we would never be able to explore otherwise. So
0: it's hollow. <laughs> <laughs> There's another world inside yes. the Earth. Dude, that is like my dream that like the dinosaurs aren't extinct they're just living in the middle of the earth that would be so cool have you ever seen journey to the center of the earth the new one with I... brendan Fraser. you yeah. should watch it it is a good time but it is it's like they fall down this like hole into the center of the earth and it's just like waterfalls and rainforests and all of these creatures that are you know by all of today's standards extinct, but they've just been living in the middle of the earth this whole time, and it's this beautiful utopia.
1: Okay, but, okay. Without a <laughs> sun. <laughs> See, this is why I can't do movies. This is no, why.
0: It's fine. It's fine.
1: I to have a blooming oasis
0: without I, you don't a know. Sun. <laughs> you don't, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> anything's possible, man. Anything's sure. possible. Especially Come on in the middle of the
1: earth.
0: Tomorrow's is. election day and look at look <sighs> at uh, look at the, the state of that situation. Anything is possible.
1: <laughs> Anything is possible. It is definitely safe to say that. So,
0: we're not going to go into politics on this podcast.
1: No, but. but I will say educate yourselves and vote.
0: Yes. Everybody please it vote. And vote for anybody safe. that you that you believe in. Don't let anybody else try to sway your vote with their opinions you believe what you believe and you vote the way you believe and you stand by it but definitely inform yourself get out and vote tomorrow if you didn't early vote hopefully the waits aren't too long
1: but even if it is stand in that line stand there
0: do it (laughs) gotta Do do it man
1: So I found another article from Popular Mechanics. You Mm -hmm. know me and all this earth science stuff. Mm -hmm. So this one I find really interesting. The earth keeps pulsating every 26 seconds and no one knows why. Apparently it's been going on since the 1960s.
0: Like an electromagnetic
1: pulsation? It's actually tiny seismic um, pulses. Oh, um the earth makes a tiny seismic rumble every 26 seconds. Um they're wondering if these pulse this pulsating is caused by ocean waves, volcanoes, or something else completely. Dun dun dun. Aliens a micro. <laughs> yeah. pulsating- Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, yes. The microcesium, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sure somebody will correct me, but there you go, um doesn't seem to be hurting anyone and it's not it's not really that much of a priority. However, uh, why? it's been this has been happening for sixty years. Um, this is an enigma wrapped in the periodically predictable mystery motion, okay? It could be a harmonic ph- phenomenon. A regular seismic chirp caused by the sun's energy or a beacon drawing scientists to its source to begin a treasure hunt. In the early 1960s, a geologist named Jack Oliver first documented the pulse, also known as a microcyzium, according to Discover. Oliver, who worked at Columbia University's Lamont-Doherty Daughtry Ge- Geological Observatory at the time, heard the noise but didn't have the advanced instruments seismologists have now at his disposal. Since then, scientists have spent a lot of time listening to the pulse and even finding out where it comes from. So it comes from part of a Gulf of Guinea called the Bite of Bonnie, Discover says. It's the Bite of Bonnie. (laughs) B-I-G-H-T. I've never seen that word in my life, but there you are. Hmm. (laughs) Some researchers think the pulse has a kind of serratic cause. Under the world's oceans, the continental shelf acts as a gigantic wave break. It's the boundary off a very large edge, for example, of North America, the continental mass, where the highest part of the plate finally falls off into the deep abysmal plain. Scientists have theorized that as waves hit this specific place on the continental shelf in the Gulf of Guinea, this is a regular... This pulse is produced because mm-hmm. it's hitting. Interesting. Interesting. Very. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it sounds improbable. Consider all the different shapes of drums from, you know, a tippany, a bass drum, to bongos that you hit with your hands. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible that it's just one shape of a continental shelf drum would create the right harmonic bang to rattle the earth. If that's true, we're probably lucky it's just
0: one (laughs) yeah
1: it's crazy Crazy, man um the article
0: maybe it's the dinosaurs it's the dinosaurs walking around in the middle of the earth
1: yeah there you go i mean it's what it is (laughs) (laughs) well at the beginning of the article you know it it could be a beacon so the the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. are calling to us from inside
0: (laughs) they're hungry (laughs) oh god great But other
1: researchers think that the cause is a volcano and that's also, yeah, which is probably something that I would lean forward towards. Um, And it's also very near the critical spot. That's because the pulse's origin point is suspiciously close to a volcano on the island of Sao Tome and the Bight of Bonnie, Discover explains. And there is a similar volcanic microcesium that already is well documented in Japan. So, hmm. very interesting, um, to say the least. But, you know, we are always discovering things about this earth. And, it like, we act like we have conquered it. You know what I'm saying? But there are mm-hmm. still so many mysteries. There's so many things that we just, we, we don't understand. And it's awesome that we're still in that age of discovery. I'm, yeah. I'm glad about that.
0: And if it's been happening for 60 years and we still don't know why, I mean, (laughs) it's probably going to be a bit longer before we find that one out. Anyways, maybe the mysteries, the mysteries of the planet and the universe, earthly mysteries. Yes. Well, I also found an article. Mine is going to switch gears a little bit here uh, and go a little darker. Um, But I found this interesting article on actually CBS News, and it is about a missing hip hip hop artist. Um, The headline is "Body of Missing Hip Hop Artist is Found in His Friend's Car Trunk After a Crash in Miami." So this this thing is all over the place. Um, So authorities found the body of an aspiring hip hop artist from Chicago. His name is Brian Trotter. He was 25 years old Um, and they found him in evidently his friend's car trunk, whose name was Robert Coltrane, also 25, on a Miami highway after a crash. Um, So the Florida Highway Patrol responded to a crash on the Palmetto Expressway and found... Coltrane and his silver Acura they towed the car this is so weird they towed the car to a nearby parking lot of a mall and they then became suspicious of him when he asked if he could get his belongings out of his car which included a gun case I don't know why that was suspicious but evidently it was that at that time they noticed buzzing flies and the smell of rotting flesh around the car I'm not sure how they towed this car to a mall and nobody noticed it until the guy decided he wanted to get his stuff out of it. But evidently that was mysterious. And so they uh, opened the trunk and they found Trotter's body uh, wrapped in a piece of fabric and in an advanced stage of decomposition. The autopsy revealed he had been fatally shot multiple times um so evidently i don't know what kind of friends they were they don't really go into detail about why the guy was killed
1: the guy who was murdered was a rap artist
0: yeah an aspiring hip-hop artist from chicago um but the only thing coltrane has said is he he did apologize and he told his sister that the shooting took place on october 17th in virginia so very weird this guy's from chicago he was in virginia and then they were found in miami so my god and what was he discovered
1: so like how long was he in that trunk
0: um so this article says that they found him sunday afternoon and the article was published on the 27th of october so the 27th was a Tuesday. So they found they found him on the 25th and he was shot on the 17th. So yeah, advanced stage of comp- decomposition, I would say so after yeah. over a week
1: oh in my a trunk. a trunk and wow. Yeah. It, it always amazes me that people how do you roll around like that for days on end with the body of your homie in the trunk? Just
0: right, couldn't have been that go down good, down a Miami. right? No, that's my, not a
1: good I homie.
0: suspect. I mean, this is you know all based on my own suspicion, I don't have anything to back this up, but I wonder if he was trying to get rid of the body. He was probably oh. going to drive down and maybe try to dispose in the ocean, hoping that it would disappear. And But then apparently he got into a car accident in the process. All right. So that kind of wraps up the headlines that we had for today. So we're going to take a short break here and then go into the main topic today, which is the Delphi murders. This is a local case that is still unsolved. uh, Local for me, not for you. It takes place in Indiana. um, But it's still unsolved and it's a few years old. So I wanted to kind of bring it back to light and kind of get it out there a little more and see if we can help them get a little more information to solve it. So we will be right back. Okay. Are you ready to get into the case? I am. Let's do this. Okay. So this takes place in Delphi, Indiana, which is a pretty small town. It's in Northwestern, Indiana, about 20 minutes from Lafayette. Um, How far away
1: from you or like Indy?
0: Um, From Indy, I think it's probably a little over an hour, maybe about an hour. Okay. I think Lafayette is about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. Northwest.
1: Okay. Um,
0: So the town was platted in 1828 and named after the ancient city of Delphi in Greece. So just a little background on it. In 2019, the population estimate was only around 2,900 people. So it's a pretty small town. Um, And then I looked up some crime statistics in that area. And your chance of being a victim of a violent crime in Delphi is one in 578. So it's a small, relatively safe town, um, which is why this case really rocked the community hard. And again, it's still not solved. Um, So I have few details. There's a lot of things that the Indiana State Police are not giving out as far as evidence goes, um, just because it's hmm. an ongoing case. But I can tell you what we do know. Okay. Um. So we'll go back to 2017. It was February 13th of 2017, and best friends, 13-year-old Abigail Williams and 14-year-old Liberty Rose German, were dropped off around 1:30 p.m by uh, Liberty German's older sister, Kelsey, at a trailhead near the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek. Um, Oh my, okay. The Monon High Bridge is, it's part of the former Monon Railroads Indy to Chicago Airline. But it's been Mm -hmm. defunct since 1987. So it's now frequently used in that area as a walking path for pedestrian traffic. There's trails in the woods around that area. You can Google it. It's actually a really pretty area, but it's kind of eerie to look at now because you see the images of this bridge that are so heavily prevalent in this case, and it's kind of tainted the image of it. So uh, Libby and Abby, I think they went to this area pretty frequently. So it wasn't abnormal for them to ask to go out to the woods. It's kind of like when we were their age, we were roaming around the woods and Broad Ripple and yeah. areas like that. So yeah. this this was normal for them. They would do this often. Um, <clears throat> and then at so they were dropped off at 1.30 at 2.07 p.m. Libby posted a photo of Abby walking over the Monon High Bridge on social media.
1: Okay. So then
0: they had a prearranged location for Libby's dad to pick them up at about 3.15. So he showed up to pick up the girls and they weren't there. He waited around for a little bit, obviously, I'm sure, to wait and see if maybe they were just coming off a trail and hadn't got back on time. Um, Sure. And then once they didn't, show up the girls families searched for them themselves before they called police around 5 30. So the last time that we know the girls were fine was around two o'clock and by 5 30, nobody could find any sign of them. So authorities came in, they searched the area that they knew the girls were, but they didn't find anything. Um, There was no evidence of kidnapping, of anything happening to the girls. They just couldn't find them anywhere. Um, So they didn't have any reason to suspect foul play at that time. I think they looked until dark, you know, trying to look for anything that they possibly could. And once it got dark, I think they called the search off. Um, So the following day, that would be February 14th. Unfortunately, around noon that day. They found both the girls' bodies. Um, it was, I think, a oh, person just hiking found them. Um, about a half a mile east of that Monon High Bridge that we last know they wow. were at at about 2 o'clock that day. And about 50 feet wow. from the north bank of Deer Creek. So not not far. Um, leading into the investigation, again, I mentioned the Indiana State Police. They haven't said a whole lot. They haven't publicly released any details about how the girls were killed or the condition of their bodies but they have said that it was homicide so the girls were murdered um they haven't made any statements about whether or not the girls were sexually assaulted um none of that has been made public at all so two days after the girls went missing on february 15th they did release the indiana state police did release a grainy still image of a man that was seen on the Monon High Bridge trail near where the girls were killed on that day that that they were killed. Yeah. Um, The grainy image made him appear to be a Caucasian male, about 180 to 200 pounds, approximately five foot six inches to five foot eight, eight inches tall. And he had his hands in his pockets. He was walking on the bridge with his head down, uh, apparently coming towards the girls Wearing blue jeans, a blue jacket or coat, and a hoodie. I believe he also had a, a hat. It appeared that he was wearing some sort of flat top. Like, um, kind of like what you see golfers wear. Caddy you know? boy yeah, hat. Like catty hat. Yeah, like a caddy type hat. But it was really grainy, so it was hard to tell.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then, I, again, there was no more information until about February 22nd, when law enforcement released an audio recording. Uh, oh in which you can hear a man's voice say the words, down the hill. Uh, it was at that time that the officials credited the source of the audio, as well as that still image that they had released a few days before, to Libby German's smartphone. So this this evidence came off of one of the girls' phones.
1: They must have recovered it.
0: Yes, they recovered it at the scene, according wow. to... um the sources uh, they they did go on to hail Libby as a hero for having the foresight to secretly record that audio and also right. get an image of this man. Um, mm. And at that time, they did name the person in the image as the prime suspect in the girls murders. Mm. So they had information to make them believe this man was responsible in some way for what happened to them. Wow. Um, Police did indicate that they had more evidence from the phone, but they haven't released any of the details that might compromise their investigation and any future trial. Right. Uh, But they did offer a $41,000 reward in the case
1: Mm
0: -hmm. for the girls.
1: Sure.
0: Um, They also have not released whether or not they found any DNA evidence at the scene so we don't know that either um so again then that was what did i say that was in february of that year february 22nd so then on july 17th um they did make a sketch from eyewitness accounts of a hiker Seen on the days that the girl vanished, vanished, and it does look like the man from the image that they released back in February, right, from Libby's cell phone, and then the case kind of just drops off. So that was back in 2017. This is when this happened, and then the next next um, update that I could find on the case didn't come until April 19th of 2019. So wow. two years later, right. And uh, it gets a little weird right here because at that time, police start to announce a new direction in the case. And they did release a short video of the man that was seen on the bridge from the the previous grainy still image that was about a second long. And -hmm. it was kind of showing the way that he was walking. And he looked like he had kind of an unusual gait, like maybe a limp or something like that. Um, but Superintendent Carter stated that he just wasn't walking naturally because of the spacing between the railroad ties. It is an old railroad, so you have to step over, you know, little gaps in that. Um, but then they released an updated sketch of their suspect. And if you look up this sketch, if you look up both sketch sketches and you compare them, it doesn't look like the same man. It's a totally different person. He's. So
1: is there a new suspect?
0: Well. So this man. Is clean shaven. Appears to be anywhere from 18 to 40 years old.
1: That's pretty big.
0: That's a big (laughs) gap.
1: And I'm sorry, you have way, you're you're aged. It, between the age of 18 and 21, you have aged. You can't tell me that an 18-year-old can pass as a 40-year-old. That is, unless they look really young, but come on.
0: Right. Now, they did caution that his quote-unquote youthful appearance may make him look okay. younger than he actually is.
1: But But he could be as old as 40, they're saying.
0: He could be, but he's, I mean, you can look at the the image. He doesn't look like the same person from the video that they took. Like, why would these girls take an image of some man that they saw, just some random older man? Why would they record that? And now there's this guy that, and again, maybe it's in the evidence that we haven't seen, that they haven't released. Um suspish. But at at the time when they released this updated sketch of this other person the police explained that the previously released sketch showing the older man with the cap and the jacket was now considered a secondary suspect. But they didn't give any other details as to why. Okay. They did reveal that they had reason to believe ...that the suspect might be hiding in plain sight. So he was definitely, certainly familiar with the area, that particular area, which again is a small town. It's not somewhere that's well-traveled, so sure.
1: to
0: speak. Um, So maybe he was living there or working there or there for another reason, they said.
1: Or he's somebody prominent and he's being hidden in plain sight by others.
0: Now, there have been, I saw some theories on the internet, so these can't be substantiated, but there were theories that it could have been a truck driver.
1: Just passing through the area?
0: Yeah. Or that passes through regularly, so they'd be familiar mm-hmm. with the area, but they were mm-hmm. in and out quick enough to fly under their radar. Hmm. Um, but then also, uh, in, in that same time when they released this new sketch... They also made a plea, and again, this is two years later. Right. So you're expecting people to have a fresh memory two years after the fact. They should have mentioned this before. Yeah. But they also asked for help in identifying a driver of a vehicle that was abandoned at a former child services office between noon and five, the day the girls were murdered.
1: Oh, that's a lovely detail to just leave out conveniently.
0: Right. <sighs> Between noon and five, There's... that's when something happened to these girls, and you found exactly. an abandoned vehicle and didn't mention to that to anybody, and be like, does anyone know who this belongs to? And so be on the lookout two years later. Right, <laughs> who's going to remember at that time whether or not they saw somebody get out of a car and walk away and what they looked like? Wow. It
1: sounds like why so closed, like tight-lipped. Like why is there so little information? That's a good you know what question. I'm saying? I realize it's an ongoing investigation, and they want to keep some of it hush hush. Uh-huh. But why not release a detail like that unless you were really trying to solve it? Like why? That seems yeah. like a very important. Did they? <clears throat> was there any, any information about when they got that detail? I mean
0: about the car? Yeah. Uh no, I wasn't able to find anything only that they had asked for help identifying the driver. So, mm-hmm. I mean, does no plate on it or was it a stolen vehicle that somebody abandoned? You know? I yeah. don't know. There was no details that I could find on on that piece of information. So again, there's like there's so many pieces to this puzzle, but You can't put them together because there's so many pieces missing.
1: Maybe purposefully left out. It seems just so
0: strange. It is. It's very strange. Now, they've had a few people of interest since this happened. Um, There was a man by the name of Paul Etter, who they considered a suspect somehow, uh, July 23rd of 2019, They received some sort of tip. So there is a tip line, which I will mention at the end of the podcast for anybody that might happen to have any information that could help police solve this case. Um, They received some sort of tip. So they looked into this guy. He was evidently wanted for the kidnapping and rape of a 26 year old woman on June 22nd in Tippecanoe County, which is about 25 minutes from Delphi. So not far. Um, Etter had him surrounded, or I'm sorry, Etter was surrounded by police, but after a five-hour standoff, he died by suicide. So whether or not that was a prominent suspect, I guess we'll never know because he's dead. So there were a few other notable suspects that were investigated, but they were subsequently cleared as suspects because of a lack of evidence. So I'm not even going to name them because if you've been cleared and- proven innocent then there's no reason to give I'm out your names the and
1: mud again right they're poor parents they're poor mothers yeah
0: yeah uh, they i mean they were on the news i don't know how far this went nationally it was big in indiana when it happened yeah but
1: i've heard about it i think i I think maybe we've talked about it. I know I've heard about it, but um I don't know that it was on the news. Although I don't really watch local news, so I, I'm not sure. But it's that's very sad. Yeah. And I don't know. That's terrible. It is.
0: It, is. Mm-hmm. it yeah. And it, you I know hope they, they find the so... motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully they. <laughs> I really hope they do. I hope that there is pertinent evidence. You know, maybe they have DNA evidence and they're just not saying that because maybe it's not popping in the system yet, but if that person commits a different crime and then they get added to the DNA database, then
1: Well, it seems like this
0: Paul Etter,
1: they could have connected him easily through DNA considering I mean, he was you know, died by suicide there's that's <laughs> right that's time the to do some collecting so you know what i'm saying yeah it would be it would be interesting to see if they've even connected that or tried to rule him out in any way or if they're just landing on him because that's uh, a convenient scapegoat and case closed mm. problem solved but yet they haven't come forth with any mm. any new charges any new developments
0: hmm. no and i wonder what the tip was you know, cause they yeah. don't, they don't di- divert the, uh, sorry, diverge. today. yes, they yeah, don't no. di- diverge any information about that. So it's like, what was the tip? Did he say something to somebody that led them to believe that he was involved? Or maybe he was in that area that day? Right? Maybe he, I didn't look up a picture of him. Maybe I should have looked up a picture of him. I wonder if he looks like the suspect. The sketch. first suspect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's the yeah. connection. They
1: had a reason to. It was him for some reason. But I feel like he would have been out if they actually tested him, if they were actually serious to enough yeah. to collect the DNA at that time, you know. And I guess yeah. we'll never know. That's so sad.
0: Well, hopefully they get it solved. It's, yeah. you know, going on. What four years and mm-hmm. still nothing. They were really uh positive at first, thinking that you know it they'd be able to solve this case really fast. And it's just like when you watch any of the true crime shows, they tell you after that first forty eight hours it's Yeah the chance of Damn, becoming impossible. An un- Yeah, becoming an unsolved crime just shoots shoots up so yeah um yeah so here here at the end um or i guess i could just put it in now uh if anyone has any information about the case you can call the delphi homicide investigation tip line at 844-459-5786 or the indiana state police at 1-800-382-7537 also, the Carroll County Sheriff's Department at 765-564-2413 or by email to Abby and Libby Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. So anybody that might have any information, doesn't matter how big or small, um, there's a few places for you to help the case along. Right on. Wow. So that- heavy stuff today man yeah a little heavy it's our first true crime those are always a little heavy but yeah it's something we like so we might as well do more
1: let us know let us know what you might want to
0: hear us talk about absolutely if you have a case a local case in a small town that you feel like isn't getting out there or that isn't getting enough uh, notability or recognition just drop it to us on instagram earthlingsunsupervised.podcast yeah. we're checking it every day um, so you can keep up and with, we with us we want to talk now. about what you want to listen to so yeah absolutely. let us know
1: absolutely well I'm going to
0: be at your house in like forties. Yes, so Jessie is coming into town. She's staying with me next weekend. So I think our next episode is it's going to be on a lighter note than this one. We're thinking about doing a game. Um yes. we've borrowed some ideas from some other podcasters and yes. I'm not going to announce just yet what we're doing, but it's going to be fun, more lighthearted. Hopefully a lot of laughs. And- We'll be together, which is a rarity. (laughs) It is episode three, right? Third time's a charm.
1: Episode three. Yeah. It's going to be
0: great. So stay tuned for more announcements about that one. But yes. Thank you for listening, Earthlings. Yep. In the meantime, Earthlings, peace out. Follow us on Instagram at earthlingsunsupervised.podcast. Get lifted with us wherever
1: you get your podcasts.